0: Let's face it, parenting is hard. Whether you're parenting or working with young people, it can be challenging. And then when you add in things like learning challenges or differences, you know, being Autistic or an ADHD or or other disabilities, it can be really hard. And that's why we're here. We want to help you and we want to make it easier for you because if it's easier for you, you're going to be more successful with it. And your young person is going to be able to be supported much better if, if parenting is easier for you. And one of the things that you can do to totally change the trajectory of your family life and the kind of life that your children, your teens, or your young adults may have is when you do the work to stop reacting to problems and start nurturing connection like focusing on solutions and and one of those solutions that we really offer up is nurturing connection and one of the reasons this is so important is just is because it's just so much easier to parent when you're nurturing connection and you're solution focused And you're not just reacting to every problem and issue that pops up. And it's so much more effective to parent that way, Um, to parent from a nurtured, connected relationship and be investing your time and energy into that instead of always putting out fires and dealing with all the problems. And when we are reacting a lot as parents, when we're in reactive mode, it's causing a lot of unintentional damage, damage to us and our health, damage to our relationship with our young person and it can damage them. it it can damage how they show up and cope with life and it can damage their identity and their sense of well-being in the world. And so it's worth it to do this work if you find yourself reacting a lot to move out of that and be able to shift out of that into more of a connected relational approach with your with your young people. And if for any other reason it just feels so good. It feels so much better than to be always in the stress of reacting to stuff and to actually be nurturing connection where you feel close to your child, to your teen. That you have the kind of relationship with with your young adult where they they want to talk with you and be with you, and you want to be with them. Now, there's some definite things that play into why you might be reacting a lot. Um, A lot of the time when we're reacting, we are in a stress state. We are in a nervous system survival threat response and when we're finding ourselves continually reacting to things and and that can look like going into some type of fight response where you're arguing or yelling or getting punitive or maybe you're you're getting you're, you're in the flight response where you're avoiding and you're not having those hard conversations you aren't connecting you're like disconnecting and and moving away from them or maybe you're more in the the freeze where you're just spinning and stuck and overwhelmed, or a fun response where you're just constantly people pleasing and and um you're not able to hold boundaries or hold your child accountable because you're you're just trying to react to their emotional distress and you feel like you're walking on eggshells all the time. I mean, this is a very stressful way to live and a stressful way to be in relation to your child your teen or your young adult and what ends up happening is when we react to say an undesirable behavior that they exhibit it it fuels stress into that interaction and then it creates more stress and then we're reacting to that buildup of stress and we create this pretty strong feedback loop of just reacting, dealing with problem, right? That there's a problem that arises, we react to it, that creates another problem. And we're just, you can't ever get out ahead of it. It's just this continual spin of of negativity and stress. And um, a lot of the parenting approaches out there actually kind of fuel this. I can remember years ago when my my older boys were younger, and it was all about timeout. Like, that was the big advice all the time. Put your kid in a timeout. And it was all about how, to, if the timeout isn't working, it's because you're not doing the timeout right. And it was just all this stuff about timeout. And now, like, from what neuroscience is teaching us and more research and, and just personal experience, there's a lot more that has come out around that and now i view timeout as it's actually just reactive parenting my kid acts out i stick him in a timeout okay problem fixed like it's not actually doing anything to address why they're reacting that way it's not actually teaching them anything it's it's it really tends to be punitive now sometimes i'm like there's a time and place for timeout mostly if we need to take a timeout to get ourselves Calm down and regulated and then go back and re-engage that that can be very appropriate and helpful but most of the time with a time out we're just sticking a kid out because and, and waiting for them to calm down on their own and, and think about their problem and often what they're really thinking is i hate my mom and they're not learning anything in fact they're, if anything they're learning disconnect they're learning not to rely on you to they're learning to detach from you so opposite of that is way more effective, where if you have a kid that's acting out and emotionally dysregulated, instead of time out, where you isolate them, you do time in. They, they're they needing nurturing. They're needing connection. And if I'm in a good place, I can offer co-regulation to them when they're in that space. And, and from that, they're going to come out so much closer, connected, and attached to you. That's what we want to develop but that reacting place when we're just reacting oh i got to deal with this behavior that i don't like and here here's a tool to do that i mean the tool can be effective but is it effective in what we really want and i can remember the the time when when i first like heard time in um with my my daughter she would get just really emotionally when she was little she would get kind of emotionally explosive and and upset about stuff um, she really cares. And she would just see if she was tired or hungry or hangry, right? Like she would kind of have this emotional outburst. And I was trying to put her in timeout and it would just get bigger and more distressing and more exhausting. And I was not seeing positive benefits from it. And then when I shifted to doing a time in with her, like within minutes, like literally minutes, she would calm down. She would feel loved and nurtured and she'd be able to to go on and, and be fine. Just that little bit of like, Hey, I can see you're having a hard time and connecting to her. She's not a bad person for getting emotionally dysregulated. She's just a little human that, that didn't have the skills yet to emotionally regulate, right? She needed some, some support. And so when I would do that with her, she would come out of that, like, thank you so much, mom. She'd be hugging me and loving on me. And those big, huge explosive emotional outbursts started to decrease because she started to learn the skills to be able to to emotionally regulate nurturing connection is is when you're getting out ahead of that problem it's it's that ability to connect heart to heart and it really does build roots and attachment in our kids and in in our relationship so that as they develop and have more autonomy and they go out in the world like you've you've created this strong root system for them to be able to take on the challenges in the world and and be able to be real about things that that nurturing connection it goes so far to not have to be reacting to everything cuz you're out ahead of things i can remember with this pivotal point uh in my with my son with one of my boys Who had been abused, neglected? We adopted from foster care. He had all kinds of stuff going on. Neurodivergent, just a lot of challenges. And I can remember this time. It was after he, I think it was after he graduated high school, and he wanted to to go to this girl's house. And this was a girl that you know he was friends with. We knew, we loved her, we cared about her. But you know she had a lot of issues and problems and struggles, and. My son was asking me for permission to go to her house. And it was so weird and off. And something about it just like, oh, something's off here. And so, and, and I'm like, why are you asking me for permission to go to her house? Like you're an adult now. Um, but something about it, I, I felt like to connect and to spend a little time with him on it and see where he was at and what he was feeling and what was going on for him. And I don't remember all the details, but I I remember through that conversation that it kind of gave him the permission to be able to say no and not go to her house, which is what he instinctively needed. Like he, I think, was feeling probably a little bit in over his head with her and that that he needed to not go to her house. And it was a profound moment when I... I, that, that conversation just sticks with me to this day, that, that level of connection that we had, that I was attuned to him, and that I could respond in that moment. And I and I look back, and I do believe that was a, a pivotal moment for him. She later um, got pregnant, did not stay with the guy, and later had that baby, and that, that baby passed away a few days after she gave birth to it. I, I don't know all the details, but she was— in a tough situation and not prepared to be a parent let alone a single parent and there was just a lot going on there and i i do wonder if my son's life would look very different right now and may have been much harder than he already struggles he, he would have been dealing with some very different challenges possibly had had i not connected with him in that moment and supported him and when he needed it i mean that's the difference right when we're building a connected relationship versus just always reacting to stuff um but there's some obstacles that get in the way that there's reasons why we fall into that reactive pattern in our parenting experience Um, and i think one of the biggest contributors to that is when you get into judgment When you're judging your kid, or you're judging yourself, or you're judging the situation. And when we are in judgment, it can feel scary. Like something's gone wrong, and then we go into a survival threat response, and then we're reacting. And and often reaction is is really, when we're in reacting, it's saying, I'm not okay. I don't feel safe. And I've got to change something outside me. I've got to try to control things so that I can feel safe and I can feel okay. And when I see someone reacting, it's an indicator to me that they're having a hard time and they're stressed and they don't have any tools for how to deal with it any differently. In fact, we were just, Jason and I were just at a, a conference for work and it was in Orlando Florida and so we and we had a half day before a plane um was leaving and so we we spent a half day at um SeaWorld and um as we were walking t- towards the entrance to go into the park to go through the turnstiles, we walked by and I and I <laughs> you couldn't help but overhear <laughs> it was very loud but this mom with with a little boy in a stroller he was probably three or four years old and she and he's he was whining okay and who knows why tired or just really excited and like feeling impatient with having to wait. he wants to get in I I don't know why he was whining but as we're walking by I hear this mom yell at her kid stop whining stop your whining you know just angry and very upset and very loud and it was just like you know startling to walk by that um and i just have nothing but love and compassion for that mom because she's probably looking at going into you know having this fun experience with her kid at sea world and we're supposed to have fun and and the kid is whining and it's it can be grating it can be hard to to deal with and she probably didn't have any other tools other than yelling at her kid or if she had tools she was not able to access them and and I I feel bad because when I see that like that sets the tone for their day that sets the tone for interaction with their child and they're wanting to go have this fun experience in a in a park and like over time talking your kid that way a kid that that has a mom that that talks to him that way I mean that that impacts him and so how do we get out of that reacting mode how do we get out of just reacting to stuff and st- and and actually start deepening our connection with our kids. And I want to offer to you, there's a few things that you can do. And number one would be to step back and start asking yourself why you're reacting. Why are you reacting? It can be in that moment why you're reacting or in general. Why do I react so much? What's going on for you? Is it that you're too stressed, have too much on your plate? you're not getting enough support Uh, is it because you don't know what else to do Um, is it because you get immediate like benefit from it and you're forgetting the long term like take a look at why are you reacting what's going on for your kid that you're always reacting right like let's take a step back and look at what's what's going on um if you find yourself constantly putting out fires, it's like taking a look back and going, why are there so many fires? What is going on here? Like, let's take a step back and look at why is this happening? Um, and then the second thing is to take a step back and look at what do you want your parenting experience to be like? Like, what do you want for you and your family? This is a really important question to ask. I don't care if your kid is autistic or neurodivergent and has extra struggles. You are the parent and you create the experience in your home. What do you want that experience to be? Given that your kid has challenges, possibly, right? And actually think about that. Like, what do you want for yourself and your family? And I highly encourage you to decide and take different action today. If you know there's things in your parenting experience that you don't like, if things aren't working, if you don't have tools or strategies to be able to have a more positive experience with your young person, take different action today. It's worth it. You may not change everything all in one action, one thing today, but you very well could. And and if that just feels daunting or too much for you, I encourage you to seek out support. There's lots of different avenues of support out there. And make sure you get on our email list if, if you like the support you're getting here. We have some things in the works um, and, and we're working on um, even bigger ways of supporting you. But I encourage you to seek out support and make a decision to change things today. It's worth it. You're worth it. You're it you deserve to have a great experience with your parenting and you can have that no matter what your situation is you can improve your experience with your kids and it starts with you so i hope you have an amazing week take that step back take a look at things and let's get you on a a good path forward have an amazing week take care Thanks for joining us on this episode of Autism and Neurodiversity with Jason and Debbie. If you want to learn more about our work, come visit us at jasondebbie.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-E-B-B-I-E.com.